Dale, and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Through here on another fine, fabulous, fantastic Friday morning. Today, friends, Torch Report 276, here's how it happens. If you want to know exactly how the whole world falls apart, how the SHTF, go ahead and read to the end. But I'm just going to start out here right at the top of the article, the report today. There's a, a sign, a screenshot from Rec that says record number of Americans are employed coming straight off the Drudge Report. It's got this grinning face of the sock puppet in the Oval Office. And I just got to say, friends, if you're listening on a podcast platform, please know you have to go to the torchreport.com to get all of the goodies. But the the record number of Americans employed, can you believe it? Holy smokes, Biden's economy is booming. He must be building back better. Well, guess what? You shouldn't believe it because it's BS. You know, I put another screen shot here uh, directly from the Bureau of Labor and Statistics, BLS.gov, the labor participation force, and it goes from December 20, uh, 2002 to December 2022. <laughs> Just spit it out. A 20-year span where the percentage of people who are participating in, you know, you know, being gainfully employed, participating in the labor market and all that uh, in the labor force is is dramatically down. There, There is no record number of Americans employed. Horseshit. There's a record number of I mean, you think about the population grows. So you could say, oh, there's more people now than there ever were before. Well, sure. Yeah. Well, there's more people now than there ever were before. There's also more people on drugs. There's more pr- people crapping on the streets of San Francisco, et cetera, et cetera. But friends, there's so much crap out there these days, like Donald Trump. Donald Trump's going to become the Speaker of the House. There's a big movement. Even Steve Bannon said that Donald Trump's going to be the Speaker of the House. Horseshit ain't going to happen. I'm just telling you, spoiler alert, it ain't going to happen. You know, China, China's weaponizing genetically modified mosquitoes. Oh, my gosh, they're going to they're gonna turn loose weaponized modified mosquitoes. Nothing new there. Friends, over a year ago, I was reporting how they had they were using virally vectored, you know, self-disseminating vaccines. OK, nothing new. Head fakes, head fakes. You know, an Arizona official election official is getting this fat twenty five thousand dollar bonus after signing off on massive fraud. There's just no shame there. What you know, what do you think anybody's going to do anything about it? You know, no, you know, and then, of course, the the transition to the digital dollar has uh, miraculously been accelerated by the collapse of FTX, which is just utter BS, because as you know, if you've been with me for a while, the transition to the digital dollar has long been underway. And this whole FTX thing, that's just smoke and mirrors. It was just a Democrat funding operation there. Uh, But alas, friends. I'm going to set all this aside and just speak from the heart today. I want to tie up a few loose ends because this week took a few unexpected turns and striving to stay above the fray. I intentionally ignored some very important stories and that's, that's okay. You know, because there's no shortage of news out there, no shortage of political commentary out there, which makes me feel all the more grateful and warm and fuzzy that you would take the time to listen to a little old ignorant peasant like me. Thank you for being here. My promise to you friends, is to speak from the heart, to tell you what's on my mind and focus on the big picture, the global level influence that's affecting every American right here at home. Over the last year, we've covered a lot of ground. 
There have been many things that uh, I now state as fact, like the commies are taking over the world. And, you know, even six months ago, I was completely clueless to a lot of what's going on. And so it's this learning experience. And I want to share with you what I'm learning. And as often as possible, when I'm making statements now about like sentinel surveillance and algorithmic social interventions, et cetera, I try to link back to the original port reports that substantiate these claims. So I've noticed there are several subscribers out there that are going back and listening to the podcasts in order from the very first. And I think it's really cool. You know, back when I first started talking to myself and I'm sitting here, you know, my teeth are chattering and I'm on my, I'm on my, my, uh, in the world head started. And I recall when I was just getting started that I thought, man, even if nobody's listening now, someday somebody's going to listen, you know, and I figured those original podcasts were destined to be vintage Luke, you know, always speaking from the heart, always real raw and relevant. And it's, it might be fun to go back and listen to some of that if you haven't uh, already, or if you just joined into the listening audience, welcome to all the new subscribers to the listening audience. Thank you to all of those who are joining the Patriot Club to help support this publication for as little as $7 a month. It really means a lot to me. Now, like I said, the last year has been a learning experience, and I was really excited to learn that over the course of the year, I had cranked out more news content than 95% of the producers on Spotify, the world's largest podcast platform. Wow. You know, I must be hustling. That's good. You know, partly due to this consistent effort, be, uh, you know, consistent, persistent, productive, and efficient. That was kind of my, my mantra, my self-talk throughout the year. I'm going to do this and, you know, trust that if I keep doing this with, you know, with, with my heart in the right place, my head in the right place, that it's going to, it's going to gain traction. And, you know, partly due to that consistent effort, but largely due to the incredible encouragement of a few Patriot Club members who kept putting my name out there, who kept sharing the podcast far and wide, who kept promoting me every chance they had, promoting me even to radio stations. I am very excited, friends, very excited to announce today the debut of the Torch Report Weekend Review. It will be a one-hour radio pro program broadcasting each and every Sunday at 1 p.m. Uh, right here in the beautiful Columbia River Gorge on KLCK 1400 AM, 98.1 FM, and all around the world on klck1400.com. So it will be, uh, it's going to be fun having that hour long time to unpack and expand and expound upon the things that we touch on throughout the week, uh, but going just a little bit deeper and presenting some, some uh, overarching, all encompassing perspectives. So special thank you to the man, the myth, the legend, my friend who helped make this happen. You know who you are, and I am very, very grateful. I'm forever grateful. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And before I tear up, moving on, you know, my intent, of course, is to make the torch report the truth you can trust. Not because I ask you to take my word for anything, but because, I mean, yes, I'm just an ignorant peasant. You know, <laughs> you don't have to listen to me, but I do do a great deal of research to dig up the primary sources and the factual data and the obscure are articles and commentary, and then I provide you with all the links so that you can take a look and develop your own informed perspective. But more than that, I aim, you know, I strive daily to thread it all together, try to put it together in a semi-coherent fashion and connect the dots and relate it all back to the much bigger picture and how that affects us here at home. And to be blunt, friends, this takes a lot of time and effort, which is why, again, I am so great, very grateful for those of you who have joined the Patriot Club to help support this publication. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, with all the housekeeping in order, I just want to tie up a couple of loose ends throughout the week. We've been exploring the worst case scenario. Uh, the Torch Report 273 was the first part of that, exploring the question, what happens if everything bad that could happen 
happens all at once. And a lot of that report was considering the implications of things that are already set in motion. We looked at the laws of motion, the laws of physics. You know, everything that's been set in motion with the experimental mRNA injection, aka the death jab, the clot shot, you know, this conversation came on the heels of Damar Hamlin collapsing on the field. And I had mentioned in Torch Report 273 that, quote, initial reports, unquote, you know, indicated that he had just had his booster. And matter of fact, I got some messages on that. Like, well, where would you get that information? You know, I shared. But the link in there, if you had clicked on that link, you would have realized that these initial reports were highly suspect. And there was this, this speculation that in all likelihood, these reports were being pumped out by a bot. You know, it's AI. It's, it's crap. It's smoke and mirrors. It's, it's psyops. And as it turns out, the reports were easily debunked. I mean, what credible doctor would blast a player's VAC status across social media? And here's the point. We don't know whether or not he got a jab. You know, had he just got a shot or not? We don't know. We don't know. Uh, Robert Malone, Dr. Robert Malone on his sub stack, he did a really good point of you know, pointing out that the team has a mandatory vaccine. No player could be out there doing it unless they've had the vaccine and their boosters. So there's that, you know, but we really don't know. But the fact that we don't know doesn't negate the reality that many athletes are falling over dead, period. That's just happening. The good news is Damar Hamlin is making progress in his recovery. You know, the bad news is the whole incident has given the left plenty of fodder against all those radical anti-vaxxers, you know, including the fact that A, nobody really knew what his vax status was, but they were talking about it. B, there was at least one other quasi-plausible explanation, which was the very rare condition called comotio cordis, which, you know, link there for you to look into if you want to. But that's what they're trying to spin it off as. But regardless, the mainstream media is having a heyday claiming that this event has created a new wave of misinformation. And I want to just point out that this new wave of misinformation, they're really drumming this wave of misinformation because it makes people not trust, not trust the news, not trust their sources, not trust, not trust, uh, not trust each other. The whole thing with the Brunson v. Adams. Matter of fact, I had a message come through this morning. I was like, hey, did you check? Did you hear about that Brunson v. Adams case? I said, wow, uh, obviously you haven't been listening to the podcast because, yes, I've heard about that and I obliterated the argument. Now, uh, you know, pointing out that it's it's not what it seems. Never mind that. I'm going to move on here. At the end of the day, all of it stokes division. It stokes confusion. It stokes mistrust, which is exactly the intended outcome of psychological warfare. And that means that, you know, this it's, it's, at least to me, it indicates the initial reports about Damar Hamlin were little more than a psyop. You know, regardless, you know, you can what you think about it. Note how quickly the left and the right retreated into their previously entrenched beliefs and think, try to think about that from the 30,000 foot level. This is just another example of Americans being turned against each other. So choose your side wisely. So that's just one loose end. The second loose end, I want to tie up Torch Report 274, the worst case scenario. That was part two. And I dove into the dark influence of secret societies, including the fact that both Bushes were members of the Skull and Bones and the uh, strangely coincidental dates and events associated with the, uh, the New World Order. You know, they're all into this, you know, the occult stuff. And on the chopping block in that episode, I presented the question, you know, what if, what if 9-11 was a false flag or a psyop? What if? 
What if? Okay. And I'm not telling anybody what to think. You know, what if we put that belief up there, question the belief that 9-11 was the worst terrorist attack in American history? Could it have been an inside job? And I put a link in the report that was talking about the, you know, large group of professors and and scientists that were saying it's not possible what happened. You know, it was an inside job by the CIA, CIA, et cetera. And I, you know, beyond the links that I'd shared for your perusal, you know, ultimately it's up for you to decide, you know, one pointed to the claims of the CIA, the other debunked those claims. So you get to decide there. And that's the case all the time is that we get to decide how we want to perceive reality. What story do we believe? You know, you have to believe, you know, for yourself that this is the right story or this is not the right story. So ultimately it's up for you, up for you to decide. And my intention is never ever to tell you what to think in the podcast. Uh, on Torch Report 274, I elaborated a little bit and shared why this was an issue that I had been avoiding diving into for a long, long time. I've, re- I've avoided going down the rabbit hole of 9-11. I've heard a lot of things about it, you know, and, and as I've reflected over the last couple of days on why I've avoided it, I decided today <laughs> I want to tell you why. I want to tell you why I don't want to hear about 9-11 being an inside job. I've been just not wanting to hear that. I've heard it. I've been listening, but I don't want to hear it, Right. And so let me just tell you a little story, friends. Uh, It might end up going a little bit long today because I want to share, again, my personal experience. On on September 11th, 2001, the 9-11, the big day, I was an Army infantryman stationed at Schofield Barracks in Hawaii. East Coast time when the planes hit the towers in the Pentagon were as follows. At 8.46 a.m., Flight 11 crashed into the north face of the North Tower. At 9.03 a.m., East Coast time, Flight 175 crashed into the south face of the South Tower. At 9.37 a.m., Flight 77 crashed into the western side of the Pentagon. Now, being five hours ahead of Hawaii time, when that second plane struck the pen, uh, the second tower, that was roughly 4 a.m. And at that point in time, as a married soldier, I was living off post. I don't remember exactly what time I got the call, but it was early. It was before my alarm got off. Yeah, you know, phone rang. You know, CQ said, you know, the Pentagon was under attack and everybody had to report to base immediately. Zoinks! You know, talk about adrenaline. Leap out of bed. This is what you train for, man. Fly down the road. Get to base. You know, and they're very strict, you know, trying to get on the base. There was a bottleneck. You know, they weren't just letting anybody on uh, base at that point in time. Let me just say it that way, you know. But we are we are a QRF battalion, quick reaction force, and it meant we had to be ready to strike anywhere in our theater as quickly as possible. So we were all cock lock and ready to rock within hours. And then came the uneasy silence. We were patrolling the perimeter 24-7, line of sight for days, you know, waiting for the next shoe to drop. Surely there was going to be another attack. Nobody would be bold enough to destroy the World Trade Center and attack the Pentagon unless they were ready for war. This was war, and we were in a war mindset. And that, you know, at that point in time, the feeling was this had to be a part of a bigger plan. So we were just waiting. Where are they going to crop up at? Surely there was some terrorist hiding somewhere ready to strike again. But it never happened. One thing just led to another, and people calmed down, and life goes on. Life goes on. Now, at that point in my life, the idea that the government might have been corrupt enough to orchestrate the whole thing never crossed my mind. I was naive. You know, I thought George W. Bush was just as much as a patriot as I was. I was ready to, ready and willing to fight and die for my country. And sadly enough, 
As history would have it, many, many brave young men and women did deploy and die for their country, believing that they were fighting for their country, not realizing the twisted evil schemes that were at play. And ironically, as we know now, history, you know, looking back, hindsight's 2020, under the cover of the 9-11 chaos, the U.S. Patriot Act was foisted upon the unsuspecting American public. And initially, of course, the liberals were all up in arms about Big Brother spying on people and sucking up all their personal communications and what amounted to be warrantless surveillance. You know, well, I got nothing to hide, you know, uh, sure. Yeah. I and mean, we're patriots. So we're going to join, you know, yeah, the Patriot Act. Rah, rah, okay. It has to happen. We got to, we got to track down the terrorists. Um, and in fact, the, uh, the government archives, I put a couple links there. I put a link into the original Patriot Act as it is on the books. And then also into the government archives, which state that the Patriot Act quote, vastly expanded the federal government's surveillance powers, period, end quote, vastly expanded the federal government's surveillance powers. Now, those words stand out to me because I've noticed everywhere, everywhere from the, you know, WHO to the UN, et cetera, this expansion of surveillance. That's really something that stood out to me from the whole pandemic, pandemic, shandemic, you know, the great reset, everything, the, everything, the answer everywhere at all times is to expand surveillance. So there's the crisis and then there's the expansion of surveillance and they're setting up the great global socialist surveillance state. But in this case, it all happened so fast, you know, the vast expansion of federal surveillance hit the house floor on October 23rd, 2001, exactly six weeks after the attack. And of course, in the interim time, you know, the Congress had been dismissed because of the anthrax scare and all that kind of stuff. I don't know if you remember all that. It's an interesting time in history. What was going on at that point just over 20 years ago, 22 years ago now? Uh, well, not quite 22 years. At any rate, you know, this, this, is, this isn't supposed to be a history lesson, my friends, but revisiting all of this uh, more than 20 years later now, it's given me, given my post-pandemic perspective, it's given me a lot different perspective on what happened. And I maybe I've just grown jaded and cynical over the years, but, you know, the Patriot Act, looking at it now, geez, it kind of seems like that expansion of government surveillance let them keep track of all the patriots these days, doesn't it? So the Patriot Act tracks the patriots, you know, and you know who I'm talking about when I say patriots, right? All those violent right-wing extremists who like to question the narrative, all those radical domestic terrorists who are terrorizing the school boards. You know, it makes me ask, could it be that the government was looking ahead, anticipating this uptick in anti-government sentiment? Could it be? You know, the political establishment has been demonizing their opponents for a long, long time, but they've taken it to a whole nother level. Could it be that everything about 9-11 has been nothing more than a very carefully crafted illusion? Could it be that that event had been more similar to the COVID-19 shandemic pandemic than any one of us might have imagined? Could that tragedy have also been all part of the plan? It's hard to fathom, friends, but regardless, life goes on. So let's zoom out. Zoop. Uh, just notice the time there, friends. I am going to go just a little bit long today. So excited to have that hour-long conversation. This Sunday at 1 o'clock, klck1400.com for all of those listeners across the Fruited Plains at 1400 AM, 98.1 FM if you're here in the Columbia River Gorge. Now, like I was saying yesterday, it's impossible to understand life from a fixed point of view. Consider this. What if what you thought you knew turned out to be wrong? I think if we're honest with ourselves, we can all say that it happens sometimes, right? We all end up being wrong. Sometimes that's wrong. And when, when I'm wrong, I like to say, I'm wrong. I'm sorry. I was wrong, you know, but 
Let's extend this thought to 9-11 or perhaps the Vietnam War, perhaps even World Wars one or two. You know, what if what you thought you knew about those events turned out to be wrong? If we're intellectually honest, again, it's not beyond the scope of possibility that what we think about those events is wrong. What we think, what we believe to be true is based on the information that we've received and processed over the years. It's the story that we've put together from what we've heard, what we've learned. And in order to change our perspective, we have to encounter new information, information that paints a different perspective, different, uh, paints a different picture, tells a different story. If we keep an open mind, and we, we, we examine this new information, we take a look at the different picture, listen to the different stories, then our, our mind's going to change from time to time. It's just bound to happen. But, 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 what if the only information available was the state-sanctioned information? What if the global elites were the only ones who got to write history? <laughs> Don't stone me for pointing out the obvious, friends. But what if the only version of history you had access to was the version of the J6 show trials that indicated Donald J. Trump led a violent insurrection? That's why we've got political, political prisoners rotting in uh, the D.C. gulag. What if all of your research, which seems to always happen online, right? That's, that's where all the information's at. What if all the research, no matter how hard you dug, you could only turn up the censored version of what really happened? What if no matter how hard you looked, you simply could no longer find any counter-narrative sources? They just, they're gone. They evaporated. You know, it doesn't seem like that. Yeah, it, understand this. You know, it's like, that couldn't happen, Luke. But listen, in recent history, and only in recent history, the government has had the power to censor information and rewrite history in real time. You know, they've had the, the, the capacity to do these things for a long time, but now they are censoring information with weaponized AI, manipulating public perception with algorithmic social interventions, and using incomprehensibly powerful quantum computing to pull it all off. You know, Boom. Wow. Holy smokes. You know, just for fun, friends, you might like to know that quantum computing has been commercially available for over 10 years. And in 2017, the Chinese developed the first ground to satellite quantum teleportation device. I'll read it again. That's a quote. The uh, ground to satellite quantum teleportation portation device. What the hell is that? What does that even mean? You know, but I put the link there to check it out if you're interested. You know, ultimately what I'm trying to get to here is it we are clearly outmatched. Humanity is being manipulated in ways that most people will never comprehend. It means these tools are now in the hands of evil tyrants who are hell-bent on enslaving humanity in an inescapable global socialist surveillance state. They're convinced that the masses you know, are, are, are going to buy whatever they sell. They, they have convinced the masses to forfeit their freedom for the illusion of safety, and they've convinced a great many of people, including our world leaders, that they have to cull the human population in order to save the planet. And lest we forget the useful idiots are cheering them on. That's how it happens, friends. The global elite convinced the unsuspecting public that tyranny is a good idea. Kind of like the Patriot Act, you know. It's always the same justification. We have to do this to keep people safe, you know. If we just let the government do what the government does, then they can even protect us from ourselves. What could possibly go wrong? Resist we must, my friends. And that is the message of my heart for today. Friends, if you're enjoying this podcast, please do me the great honor. Take the time. Find that little heart. Click the heart and give me some love. By the way, that little heart is on the Substack app. You can get it if you're looking at, uh, at thetorchreport.com. It's there. But also, if you get the app on your phone, you can you can get all the good stuff on Substack. 
Click that little heart. Give me some love. Makes my heart soar like a hawk. Now, don't forget you can support this publication for as little as $7 a month, and that is an outstanding way to make my day. Friends, the greatest honor of all always is if you would please think of someone that might benefit from hearing this message. Please share this with a friend. Share it with a family member. Share it with your neighbor. Share it with everyone you know. Friends, get out there and have a fun, fabulous, fantastic Friday. I do hope you have a wonderful weekend. If you've got a little bit of time, 1 p.m. Pacific time, you can join me at 1400 uh, klck1400.com or tune in here on the local stations and join me for the Torch Report Weekend Review. With that, get out there and embrace this wonderful day and I'll look forward to talking to you again soon. 